0: Alright, hello? God damn it. Why can I never <laughs> why? Why is this slow here? Why do I never plug the headphones in? Let's see. There we go. Hey, imagine that. The battery is still good. <laughs> I didn't leave it on uh the headphone amplifier on two weeks ago when I did the show. So it's good. The battery is charged. You know what I just noticed? Maybe it's just that one. This one, you can't see it. It's on the other side of the on-air sign over there that I finally got back into the shot. But one of these uh, carpet panels I got up here is kinda, I don't know, it's all weird. It's like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. Who cares? It's fucking, it's goddamn carpet, (sighs) carpet sample. (laughs) Who cares what it's doing over there? I don't know. I just came up here and I set everything up. I wasn't even going to do a show tonight. Imagine that. Imagine me saying uh, that I wasn't going to do a show. I'm moving these coasters. Uh, I don't like where they are. It's a 40-mile detour. Mark gave these to me, Yampalski, when uh, he came on and did the show. And uh, talks about forty-mile detour. So, moving those over there a little bit, moving this over here. I am not drinking a beer tonight. I am drinking not Big B coffee, but uh, I guess it's Big B water. I mean, I got this from Big B when I was there earlier today. Mm. Every time I go in, <clears throat> I get either a large or I'm oh, sorry, a tall or a super. Uh, drip coffee, and um, I get a super-sized ice water. So this ice water has been there since, um, I don't know, whenever I went over there today. I got Leia over here. Hey, what's up, Leia? What are you doing over there, buddy? Leia's in the studio today. Come on, come up here. Maybe people can see you. Hey, what are you doing? Huh? You're back in the studio. Look at you. Look at you. You're pretty. You're so pretty. Yeah. Say hi to the to the folks out there. Say hi to everybody. Yep. So I got Leia up here in the studio with me. Um, as you recall, Caleb did not like Leia being in the studio. He thought uh, that she caused a lot of havoc and a lot of problems up here. So he didn't allow her up here, which is fine. You know, he was doing his thing up here. He was doing some art, artistry, art artistry, artistry is what I was going to say. Using doing some artistry up here, uh, some artwork. And uh, yeah, she can be a little distracting. She can be a little aggravating. She can be a little, yeah, I'm talking about you. Just go get in your bed over here, man. Why are you sitting right here? Um, so anyway, I could understand that. I am doing a show. When's the last time I did a show? I did a show, uh, I want to say two weeks ago. So that's kind of become a theme to put out a show every couple of weeks, I guess. I don't know. I want to do them every week. Here, here's what happened. So, you know, last time I did the show, I talked about uh, how I was getting over a sickness, and, well, I'm still getting over a sickness. The thing uh, kind of rebounded and got me congested again, uh, more uh, more in the chest this time instead of in the head, but I've still had some uh, some congestion, some some snot, some sneezing, uh, some wheezing in the chest. Um, I have had, uh, walking pneumonia a couple of times, but I don't feel like, uh, that has happened this time. So I did not go to the doctor at all. A lot of people told me I should, but you know what? I did not. I said, well, I'll just, uh, I'll take some vitamins. I'll drink a lot of water. I'll, Uh, Drink some bone broth and just kind of uh, rest a little bit and take some time off. Uh, I did a little bit of fasting. What is that uh, saying? Is it feed a cold, starve a fever? I think, maybe. Let's look it up. I tried to remember that the other day. I could not recall. Starve. Oh, I think it's, oh wait, no. People search for two different things. <laughs> somebody searched for starve a cold and somebody else searched for starve a fever. Let's see, this is bringing up uh, WebMD. I don't know why WebMD would have this on there. Ooh. So the saying is, <laughs> this is on WebMD as a matter of fact. The saying is starve a cold Feed a fever. And then there's a question mark after it. And then they go on to say, if you're not quite sure how this saying goes, you can relax. Starving is not the correct answer. I mean, come on. <laughs> People <laughs> starving themselves. And I mean, star... Let, let, let's start right there with the word starve. Nobody's starving their fucking selves. I mean, if you're, if you're going without eating for a day or two, you're not starving. Um, so that's number one. But number two... Um, What was number two? Number two was starving is never the correct answer. Yeah, sometimes you need to uh, give your body a break from doing uh, the digestion thing and you need to let it work on other things like fucking figuring out why you got a cold or why you got a fever and uh, trying to correct that instead of working on digestion and feeding stuff over to your liver and stuff coming out of your kidneys and you got to activate... The lower intestine, the upper intestine. You get your stomach's got to produce some shit to get things going. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> you got a dry throat. See, I'm cold. I, I still have a cold. I should have starved it longer. But you know, your liver has to produce some uh, some things. Your gallbladder has to, to produce some bile or something. Uh, your kidney has to excrete uh, the waste. There's a lot of stuff that has to ha- that has to happen when you eat stuff. So yeah sometimes you do need to starve yourself and again you're not starving yourself you're uh, denying yourself uh, some food let's put it that way you you do that because your body can now work on other stuff you know if you're building a house and you got five guys working on the roof and you've uh, you've hired five guys well they can't be out there uh, putting in the uh, putting up the privacy fence, if they're all five of them are on the roof. I mean, sometimes you got to quit some other shit to do some some different shit. So, <clears throat> Let's see what else it says here. When, <laughs> when you eat a good-for-you, well-balanced diet, many other things fall in place that keep your body working well. Foods that are rich in nutrients help fight infections and may help prevent illness. Uh, they're delicious, too. Come on. WebMD. We're going to go into fucking food is delicious. That's Your, your expertise is, Your expertise is the body. We don't give a shit about the food being delicious. Uh, let's see. Antioxidants. These can help keep your immune system strong. Antioxidants, which include beta carotene, vitamin C and E, are essential nutrients and can help uh, keep your immune system going. Protect your body, free radicals. Uh, antioxidants may help you stay healthy or bounce back faster if you get if you do get sick best way to include them in your diet is more fruits and vegetables that's bullshit too Uh, most health organizations recommend eating five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables daily give you plenty of antioxidants and you know Whatever, okay, let's see. Uh, For example, one quarter of cantaloupe gives you nearly half the beta carotene you need a day, plus it's rich in vitamin C, carotene, blah, blah, blah. God damn, they're just giving us a bunch of foods here. Bioflavonoids. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with this post. Anyway, (laughs) what what was I even looking at? Oh, so the saying is you starve a cold and. Feed a fever, so I starved my cold a little bit. I fed it a little bit, and um, I'm still, you know, I'm maybe 95%, I guess, not sick. I just hooked all this back up. This uh, laptop here, the Microsoft Surface, has been in my truck for a while. And I just got it out, did some updates to make sure it didn't fuck up on me. I'm <clears throat> not drinking a beer, so I don't have to look up a beer tonight. Okay, so what was I talking about? Well, that was my first topic, actually. Good on me. I got the first topic out of the way, and I didn't even look at my notes. So, I was going to talk about being sick <clears throat> this past Saturday. Today, uh, this will be Wednesday, December 4th of the year 2019. When you hear this, when you listen to this, when you watch it, whatever, And um, this past Saturday marked three weeks that I've been battling this little bit of a cold. Um, It's now a little bit. It was a pretty big, pretty big it. (laughs) But now it's a little it. Uh, I hope I get rid of it in the next couple weeks because um, I'm going to be having some surgery and I, I, I don't need any other... Uh, thing going on with my immune system uh, besides helping me repair and uh, heal and rehab my shoulder and that's not what i was going into next next i was going into we'll we'll come back to that we'll come back to the shoulder part of it i haven't done a show in a couple weeks because i've been sick like i said and uh the shows I was supposed to do, I was supposed to have a show with um, Matthew Chrisman. We were gonna do it up there at Homegrown Brewhouse after he played a show on the third Thursday of last month of November. And I just couldn't do it. I mean, I worked that night. I, I had just come back, no. That was right before I got, or right, god damn it. It was right after I got sick, I guess, because I was sick, so. I was sick and I went to work. I wasn't feeling it. I told him. I said, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a good show with me being sick and snotty and sneezing and coughing and all this other kind of bullshit. So I canceled that show and we've agreed to do it after Thanksgiving, which is which is now. So I got to get with him and we got to figure out when we're going to uh, get together and sit down and listen to what Matthew's story is. Uh, Hopefully have him, you know, play a couple songs here in the studio, Uh, a couple of his original hits that uh, that he's put together that I think are pretty fantastic. So Matthew Crisman, he'll be coming up. Um, I had to reschedule, which, man, I was very disappointed in this one. This was the week after Matthew Crisman. I had to reschedule my uh, karate, my original taekwondo instructor, uh, Mark Duchesne's had to reschedule him uh, the day of the show. I had to, I had to give him a call and said, look, man, I can't do it. I'm not feeling well. And, uh, I don't want to get you sick and it's just not going to be a good time. So we're going to reschedule. Um, he does have an event coming up. Actually, let me talk about it real quick before I move on from him, because this was part of the reason that we were going to have him on the show. Number one, uh, he was a big mentor and influence on me uh, in my teenage years when I first started martial arts at 15. Uh, like I said, he was my taekwondo instructor. And uh, so, number one, that's, you know, I want him on the show for that. And we can talk about that a little bit. Um, he also runs VIP Adventures, which is a bass fishing um, charter that he does here in Charleston. And uh, takes people out and helps them catch Magnific- magnificent fish. And then the other thing, here, let's pull it up. He has an event coming up that we, we wanted to promote, so let me talk about it. This is his first annual Christmas, Christ, Christmas bash. Why can't I say that word tonight? Christmas bash. <clears throat> so that is uh, at Blackwater on the Ashley. Um they're going to have oysters, live music from Burt Floyd and a special guest, uh $5 plates of barbecue. Bring a chair and enjoy a great time. It says no coolers allowed, no pets allowed. Excuse me. And that's kind of unusual because we're not when I used to go out there, I used to go out there and support this uh, Blackwater thing quite often and You could always bring a cooler. That was the big thing is bring your cooler. So I wonder if there's no more alcohol out out there or something. But anyway, we want to promote that. So go to Blackwater on the Ashley on Facebook. Just type it in in the search bar up there, Blackwater on the Ashley. Uh, Go into the events. And then you can see this Friday, December 6th at 6 p.m. is when it starts. So. That's this coming week here, guys, uh, Friday. So get out there and take a look at that. I will be working. I will not be able to make it, but um, it's sure to be a good time. I and mean, It's an, it's a fantastic venue. It's going to be dark out there when you get there, so uh, bring your, do yourself a favor and bring a flashlight. And uh, like I said, bring a, a chair, maybe a blanket, and uh, just go out there and have a good time, man. Eat some oysters, listen to some music. From Burt Floyd and his special guest, and just have a good time. So that was the other show that I was supposed to have over the past couple weeks, and I just had to cancel because I just wasn't feeling well. So those two have gone by. I went over to the new House of Brews over in West Ashley, and I saw Chris Filan over there. Uh, He owns and runs the joint. Now that we finally, uh, or that he's finally got that up and running and, and operating, um, we're going to get together at the House of Bruce West Ashley. We're going to set up either during or after business hours. And, you know, I, I had mentioned going over there and setting up at the end of the bar, just like a, a, an angle there, a point at the end, a corner, as, as, it, as it were. And uh, I'd mentioned setting up there and just taking a long shot from the back and kind of showcasing the, the taps and the cooler and all that bullshit. And um, he made a recommendation, let's just do it during uh, business hours. So we may do that. I don't, ha- I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that will do sound-wise. Um, the sound in there was a little loud to begin with just from uh, ambient noise background noise whatever kind of echoey uh, there's no soft surfaces in there it's all hard surfaces so I we'll, we'll figure it out and uh, we'll just have to make sure that the mics are, are tuned in very well <coughs> excuse me and that we keep them you know uh, within a fist uh, a fist away from the face, from the mouth, and just make sure that we, we kind of dial in the vocals there because I think that the, the background noise is maybe going to drown that out. Uh, but he wants to do it during business hours. That'll be interesting. That'll be the first time I've ever done something like that. It'll be cool to kind of see, you know, the stuff going on. I wish I had a, a two camera setup, up, but I'm just, you know, it took me long enough to learn how to just do this camera, this computer, Make sure everything's on and working, how to edit the audio and the video a little bit and, and try and clean it up and match it and do all that kind of bullshit. So, for me now <laughs> to, to try and do a two camera system and, and switch back and forth and match up all that video and audio, I just don't think I'm ready for it. Eventually, what I hope to get is to be able to Bluetooth into both of the, uh, to, 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 to two different cameras, have a board, a swishing board. Where, you know, if somebody's over here, I'm over here. Whenever I'm talking, I'm good. As soon as they start talking, I hit the button. It switches over to them, back, forth, back, forth. So that's what I hope to have eventually is a, is a switching system. But that is, uh, I don't know, way down the road. But those are the shows I got coming up. Matthew Christman, uh, Mark Duchesne's. We're not going to promote that event, obviously. That's this weekend, Friday. Go out and see it, at 6 p.m., at uh, Blackwater and Ashley, but uh, we want to get him back in to talk about uh, martial arts and um, bass fishing, and then um, Chris Finan of West Ashley House of Bruise. So um, just had a uh, phlebotomy yesterday. I don't have a a bruise. I may have a bruise tomorrow. I don't know, but. I did that uh, yesterday, you know, I have uh, uh, that blood cancer, polycythemia polycythemia vera, so um, I had my phlebotomy yesterday. I was feeling really, really, really poor up until the phlebotomy, and then I had the phlebotomy, and of course, that kind of makes me a little iron deficient, and I felt really even worse yesterday. Excuse me. I went to sleep, probably slept. Over 12 hours, really. It just wipes me out whenever I have the, the uh, phlebotomy, which I do every month at this point. And um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, today I feel markedly better than yesterday. Been doing a lot of research on it today. I posted a couple things on Facebook to try and give uh, some other people some information on it. You know, maybe maybe that information helps somebody out. Maybe somebody's got... Uh, these symptoms that they keep going to the doctor for, and they don't know. Uh, the doctors can't figure out what's going on, and you know maybe they got fatigue. Maybe they um, their vision has gotten blurred over the past uh, you know six months to a year or something, where they've got some increased ringing in their ears, or just a start of ringing in their ears. You know, um, maybe they're having all these symptoms, and maybe posting a couple of videos out there helps them figure out that, Oh, maybe, uh, I should get this, uh, blood work done or this test done or this, whatever done to see if maybe this is what my problem is. So I wanted to post it out there and see if anybody might watch it and maybe get uh, some help with a diagnosis on something they've been dealing with. Um, so yeah, a bunch of good videos, man. In even just some reading and stuff on, on Google, you know, I I started doing more and more research on it today. Pretty much every time I have a phlebotomy, it just kind of makes me think about this disease a little bit and makes me go out there and look up and educate myself and get more information on this thing. But, but I just want to post it and put it out there on the web. You know, one, I think they, I think it says one out of every 100,000 people, um, will have this disease in the United States, and it's mostly men. It's usually men over 60 years old. It's mainly due to a, a gene mutation. Um, anyway, I had a lot of the symptoms of this disease for three to four years before I was diagnosed with it. And I just kind of luckily got diagnosed with it. Well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Unluckily, but luckily I got diagnosed with it. And um, it was during my discharge in my um, VA disability and compensation physical that, uh, that it was found. So it was a VA doctor, a civilian doctor, VA doctor, whatever. It was a doctor that discovered that um, I had this just on, just based on the blood work that he did. And it was something that I th- feel like I was battling three to four years ahead of time. and I was going to physicians, uh, military doctors on, the, on military bases. With all these symptoms and all the, the telltale signs of this disease, Excuse me, but nobody could figure it out. So I was going in for all these things all the time, man, for whatever, for, uh, for whether it be headaches, whether it be blur- blurred vision, uh, tinnitus, tinnitus in the ears, you know, the ringing in the ears, uh, balance problems, <clears throat> fatigue, all these things. And, you know, I was an ultramarathoner. I mean, I was a, I was a hardcore endurance athlete, and all of a sudden I just uh, started feeling all these feelings like I couldn't even – probably run or anything, so they couldn't figure it out, the VA figured it out, and um, yeah, maybe somebody else will figure out what's going on, I don't know, I went way too far into that, I think I I repeated myself two or three times, maybe, but phlebotomy, polycythemia vera, um, check it out, if you're having some of those symptoms, maybe have the doctor run some tests on you. Check out those videos. They're on my personal Facebook page. Or just type in Polycythemia Vera and YouTube, and you'll find all kinds of videos. We, um, happy Thanksgiving, guys. I know it's late. I should have done a show last week, Thanksgiving show, but I did not. Went to uh, Thanksgiving at my brother's house again this year, my younger brother, Kevin. Um, I think. I don't know, the last three years, maybe he's been doing Thanksgiving at his house. Used to be always at my parents' house, or we'd go to uh, my grandparents' house uh, when they were alive, but um, mostly it was my parents' house uh, here in Somerville. And we would have just a huge gathering. You know, it might have been my kids, my ex wife, uh, my brother's kids, my brothers, aunts, uncles, whatever. A lot of people would come over and it'd be a big get-together. This year, not so much. It was a little bit smaller Thanksgiving than what I'm used to. Um, but it was still good. I mean, it was fine. It was uh, my mom and dad, both my brothers. us <laughs> down here looking at me. What are you looking at me for, man? What are you doing? Both my brothers, <clears throat> uh, my younger brother's wife, and uh, my girlfriend, Fawn. So kind of small, damn it, the air just cut on. And I, I thought I made sure when I came up here it was 60 degrees, I bumped up the heat to bring it to 65 so I could tolerate just kind of sitting in here, which is fantastic at 65, to be honest. And then I bumped it back down to 63 when I came in to make sure that you know it was already at 65. I bumped it down to 63, I said, well, it's not going to get any colder in here. Well, did I say cold? God damn it, I guess that's what happened. Oh, I wasn't even thinking, man. So yeah, it did, it got cold down to 63, so now it's having to cut on. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, I did have a couple of beers before I came up here, to be honest. So now the, the air is causing noise. Man, this show has gone to hell. Might as well just shut it all off. No, we're not going to do that. Leia, why are you bothering me down here, man? So Thanksgiving. So it was my parents, <clears throat> both my brothers, my sister-in-law, of course me, and uh, Fawn and I don't know, I mean, it was good. It was low-key, it was small, you know, there wasn't nearly as much food as I'm used to at a Thanksgiving dinner. It, it was just a small-scale kind of Thanksgiving. It was fun, we had a good time, we had some good laughs, we talked about some good stuff, we drank some good beers. Um, it was It was fine, it was good. Now, my sister-in-law didn't think so. She said at one point, that it was the worst Thanksgiving ever. And I don't know why. I don't know how to take that. I don't know if 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 I was part of the reason that it was uh was the worst Thanksgiving ever, if it was the food, if it was the company, if it was the the dog almost taking off my my girlfriend's hand. I don't know. I don't know. What would make her think it was the worst Thanksgiving ever? And to to speak of that, I'm 47. My younger brother is uh, 43, I think. We're about four and a half years apart, so that makes sense, right? uh, 43. I think he's going to be 44 in in January, next month. Um, I think his wife is around the same age, so... That's 40 years, 40-something years of Thanksgivings. And for that to be the worst Thanksgiving? Oh, my God. I mean, I I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) I didn't didn't really have a problem with it. 40-plus years, and that was the worst. The worst Thanksgiving ever in her world. Of course, it can't be the worst ever out of all the Thanksgivings, but... And her Thanksgivings, forty plus years of them, it was the worst. I need to talk. I, I need to get her on the podcast and find. We need to make a whole podcast about that. I think. Get her on the podcast and find out why. How in the world, in forty plus Thanksgivings in your life, was that the worst Thanksgiving ever? But anyway, during that Thanksgiving, I'm kind of leading into a couple joining things here, I guess. But So, during that Thanksgiving, we talked about skiing, and my mom happened to mention, which I've mentioned many times to a bunch of people, that uh, some of the first ski bibs that I wore as a child when we used to go up to Boone, North Carolina and go skiing where I learned how to ski at the age of uh I want to say five I'm not totally sure if that's the correct age or not I used to tell people that I lost this uh, part of my finger here when I was five years old but come to find out it was probably more like when I was eight years old so the memory you know the memory is what it is it's not that great really we don't remember a lot of things the way we think we remember them um so yeah, I was about three years off on on when this dog bit my damn finger off. But so anyway, I think I was five when I started skiing. I could be could be wrong on that as well. Maybe I was closer to eight as uh, you know skiing wise too. Maybe that's about the same time frame. But I think I was a little younger when I started uh, when I got the dog. The dog thing happened. So what, was I, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh. So yeah, she started mentioning uh, how some of the the original ski bibs that I had were, uh, they looked like, uh, I think they were Captain America bibs. It was a ski bib, you know, the, the pants come up and the, it's kind of like an overall, I guess, is what you can, if you can picture what an overall looks like, that's what the ski bib looked like. So it's kind of a one-piece garment that goes over and you, you know, you wear a sweater and a couple layers underneath that, uh, some long long johns, long underwear, whatever whatever you want to call them underneath the whole thing. But anyway, the the ski bibs looked like uh, Captain America. And I'd just come skiing down. And, and, and when I first started skiing, at Skis and Boots, I didn't use uh, ski poles. And uh, that was the way that the um, the instructors there, one of them being my Uncle Frederick, that's the way they instructed you when, when you were a kid. They didn't want to give you all this extra equipment, just said, hey, Let's just learn how to control these uh, these two things on your feet first and let's not worry about the the hands. Uh, the hands are important you know when you really get into skiing and you want to you re- really want to start uh, doing some some good downhill you you need those poles you don't need them I guess but they help for sure in navigation and turning and um, and just uh, rhythm and those type things uh, sometimes stopping as well but so anyway when I got taught, uh, you did not use poles. Uh, they wanted you just to figure out your feet. Uh, so I thought it was cool. We talked about that for a little while. And I was talking about what I was talk. What started us talking about it was um, I'm having shoulder surgery on this right shoulder on the 16th of December. So this arm's going to be. ooh <laughs> it's a big pop right there when I did that. Oh, there it is again. Maybe the mic picked it up. That's the second time. Let's see. Uh, of course, <sighs> go quiet and it doesn't, doesn't fucking happen. It's like when you're taking your car to the um, to the mechanic and you're like, yeah, this car is making this noise and you take it to the mechanic and no noise. But I'm having shoulder surgery on my right arm on the 16th and I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh, so we're talking about skiing. So I'm hoping, man, that's in a couple of weeks. That's 13 days from today. Um time you're hearing this is 12 days so two weeks uh two <laughs> no not two weeks two weeks is 14 days god damn it, it's 12 days when you're listening to this We've got 12 days left and what i'm hoping and they got a, a little bit of snow yesterday but what i'm hoping is uh, north carolina boom north carolina where i like to go ski where i grew up skiing I hope they get dumped on in the next two um, less than two weeks, really the next 10 days, I guess, because I need to go up there and go skiing before I have the shoulder surgery because the shoulder surgery for sure. I'm going to be out of work for a month, probably be out of skiing for three months. So hopefully by the end of ski season, late February, early March, I can get a, a late season deal on some tickets and have, have a, uh, a late snow up in uh, snowshoe West Virginia that's my goal is to go up and and do some late end of season skiing and snowshoe so anyway in the next eight to ten days or so can we please get a blizzard a storm uh, El Nino is that Nino? is Nino the, the, the winter storms? let's see um, get a storm to come through and fucking dump some damn snow on the mountain so I can go up there and go skiing before I have the shoulder surgery. Uh, I was looking at El Nino. El Nino. So one of them, El Nino, uh, regularly occurring. Pacific region beyond a few years. Unusually warm. No, it's not El Nino. I don't even know what else to look up. But it's whatever happens in the winter that brings a big cold front through. Whatever that is, I want that el something, el coldo, el brizo, el snowo to come through and uh, put some snow down on the mountain so I can go before I have the shoulder surgery. Um, mm, else, man. So yeah, they found out. I think I maybe told you guys this on the the previous episode, but they did x-rays and uh, MRI of the shoulder. And what they found was a tear in three of the four rotator cuff muscles, rotator cuff muscles, and some fraying on the labrum and um, biceps tendon area. So the biceps tendon kind of comes up uh, the arm right here, and it actually attaches... Um, at the labrum so they're finding some fraying in both of those areas so and then of of course I've got some serious arthritis from skiing and uh, we'll talk about that here in a second but I had a skiing accident where I fell down on the shoulder kind of came down right on the ground on the shoulder and uh, separated my AC joint or my acromioclavicular joint AC joint which is at the end of the at the end of the shoulders, outside of the shoulder, out right here, top outside, top lateral. Um, I don't even know what the, what I was starting with on that. Went into the injury. Oh, so the shoulder <laughs> surgery. <laughs> I, I went down the skiing thing, and then I started thinking about skiing, but the surgery. They're going to go in, you know, a couple portals. They'll go in. They're going to repair the rotator cuff. They're going to do an acrom. Um, uh, what the hell's the name of it? It's a uh, distal clavicle excision. Where uh, here's what that is. Distal, distal clavicle excision is performed to treat pain occurring around the AC joint of the shoulder usually caused by shoulder impingement or arthritis. So I've got a bunch of arthritis in there and impingement because of the arthritis because of this injury that I had back in 2009, 2010. <clears throat> uh, shoulder impingement occurs when the space within the AC joint narrows, causing the acromium to rub directly against the tendons. This can result in severe pain or persistent pinching sensation. Symptoms of shoulder impingement may include pain that radiates from the shoulder down to the arm, Inflammation and limited range of motion in the shoulder. Um, Anyway, distal clavicle excision is performed in a hospital setting with the patient under either uh, regional or general anesthesia during the procedure. The shoulder is clean, a few incisions made, gain access to the joint. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Flexible tube, camera, surgical instruments. The surgeon will excise the end of the clavicle or the, the collarbone, to the end of it at the shoulder, that is causing the impingement. Removing the end of the clavicle helps to create more space within the joint and relieve pain related to shoulder impingement. Once the procedure is completed, the incisions are sutured or stapled shut. The shoulder will then be bandage and the arm be temporarily placed in a place sling to keep it immobilized. So <clears throat> they're going to do that, the clavicle excision. They're going to repair the uh, rotator cuff. And then they're going to take a look at that labrum and uh, biceps tendon area and see if there is a need for repair there as well. So the two things are definitely happening. The third thing at the labrum biceps tendon may or may not, just depending on what they see when they get in there. So yeah so that's what's happening on the 16th and then uh i'll be out out of work for about a month uh, there at homegrown brew house 117 south Main street and then um I'll be out for a little bit longer for doing other things like skiing and those type of things but hopefully i get back into skiing i was going to go into uh, this whole thing about me growing up skiing, I think I've talked about it before. I swear I've talked about it before. But yeah, I was five. Maybe I was older than that, I don't know. But I think I was started at five. Um, my grandparents had a bunch of, uh, they had a mountain house that they bought up there in Boone, North Carolina, a place called Mill Ridge, which is a resort there. It used to be a ski resort. Uh, they had multiple houses there over the years, over the decades. Um, kind of uh, switch back and forth between a couple, really. They would buy one, sell it, buy the other one, sell it, buy the other one back. So we used to go up there every uh, winter for the most part, every summer as well. Uh, Two different seasons to do different things. And um, it's for you, Slayton, right here. It's for you, buddy. Doing a little mic adjustment. It's for you, buddy. Slayton. Slayton Johnson of the Ann's, the guy that uh, does the music for the show, as a matter of fact, the intro and outro music. Um, Very good stuff. Anyway, what was I saying? Mill Ridge. So, we had a house up there for many, many years, decades. Um, They had a bunch of ski equipment up there that they had collected over the years, so I used a lot of uh, hand-me-down ski equipment. My uh, Uncle Frederick was a ski instructor up there, and... Uh, ski patrol. But that's where I learned how to ski. Very, 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 very tiny ski resort. Uh, mountain. But it was perfect for five, or however old I was, a uh, year old kid. At the time, there was, uh, I think, right in that local area, there was uh, Millwood Ski Resort. There was another place called Hound Ears, which was Slightly bigger, I think, in acreage and uh, and trails than Mill Ridge, but still a stupid-ass small um, ski resort. Then you had uh, Hawk's Nest or Seven Devils. They were kind of synonymous uh, names, ski resort. And I think it's only tubing up there now. I'm not positive, but I um, haven't been there in, in decades. And then you had uh, Sugar Mountain. You had uh, Beach Mountain. And then way over on the other side of town, over in Blowing Rock, uh, th- this is all in um, um, Banner Elk is where, uh, well, I'm sorry, not all of it, fuck. Banner Elk is uh, Sugar Mountain, Beach Mountain. Uh, and Then Boone, I think it's still considered Boone, is where Hawk's Nest, uh, Hound Deers, Mill Ridge, and then if you went all the way around over to Blowing Rock area, you had uh, Appalachian uh, Ski Resort over there, which is still in operation. So at the moment, I think it's Sugar Beach and Appalachian are the only ones still in operation. And then you got um, <clears throat> then you got Hawks Nest doing uh, just tubing, I think. But So, yeah, I'm not going into this whole thing, man. But I started skiing at an early age, and I love it. And uh, did some ski patrol work and uh, looking forward to hopefully skiing before this surgery and if not definitely after before the end of the season. been making a lot of posts on <laughs> Facebook um, I took you know the entire month of October off of Facebook, Instagram those things unless I was doing a, a show and I was posting some stuff for the show but um, took a break, and then November came back, and about about midway through November, I guess I decided, you know what? Instead of taking a break from Facebook, let's really inundate Facebook with a lot of uh, with a lot of posts. And uh, you know, we might share some stuff. <laughs> I might share some stuff. I might create some stuff myself. I might uh, write some things. I might share some pictures, whatever. But I just wanted to just flood Facebook with a bunch of just nonsense. Now, I say nonsense. It's not really nonsense. Some of it's nonsense. Some of it's just stuff uh, to get a laugh. Some of it's stuff to to get people's hair to stand up on the back of the neck. Some of it is stuff to make people laugh. Did I say laugh already? Uh, some of it might make you cry. I don't know. Some of it is to uh, piss people off. Some of it, a lot of it is, a lot of it, the majority of it is to make people think uh, we don't do enough thinking in the world anymore. Everybody just uh, follows um, I mean, realistically, when I say everybody, let's talk about Americans, I guess, but everybody follows um, <clears throat> a right path or a left path. <laughs> so I'm saying stuff out there that i'm I'm hoping makes people think a little bit and makes people question, Authority and makes people question their politics, and makes people question their religions, and makes people question the way that they're treating people, and makes people question um, what their interests are, you know, whether um, it be materialistic or whatever, to make people uh, rethink whether socialism is a bad thing. Um, I don't know, whatever the case may be, I really just want people to to reflect and I want people to take a look at themselves. I want people to take a look at the world and I want people to just take a look, just open your eyes. I want people to to see that uh, things aren't always as they seem and sometimes um, somebody has to show you that. Somebody has to point you and take your head and, and move it in the other direction to say, hey, look at what's going on over here. And stop being blinded by what's just right in front of your face, because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things out there there's a lot of stuff that um, that you need to be aware of really so you know it's for fun it's for shifts and giggles it passes the time it makes me laugh it um <laughs> Hopefully, it 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 brightens up somebody's day. Hopefully, it maybe makes somebody look something up. Hopefully, it maybe starts a conversation. I don't know. We just we're too drilled into our own ideolo- ideologies that we don't see the forest for the trees sometimes. Who said that? Who said that? Let's find out. I'm about to wrap this shit up, guys. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking. i got to put all this together. Um, don't see the forest for the tree. Let's see. Can't see it for the forest for the tree. An expression used of someone who is too involved in the details of a problem to look at the situation as a whole. But who said it? Let's see. How about this? Who said? I know all, all you guys are out there yelling in the answer at me. John Haywoods, 1546, Can't See the Forest for the Trees. There you go. we always try to learn one new thing on this show. At least one new thing. Um, and also, if you've noticed, I don't know if you can notice or not, but um, I usually, I mean, pretty much for the last... 30 years i've gotten my hair cut every two three weeks maybe at the most Um, i've always kept it pretty high and tight uh, especially with my 20 plus years in the military Um, but even before that i pretty much kept it uh, pretty much kept it pretty short had one time i had a little mullet i even had um, the uh, jerry curl little thing going on back there i let it grow out and had the jerry curl the mullet the mullet curl. Um, but now, I'm letting it go. I haven't had it cut in about a month. And I'm probably going to go until the first of the year. So it's going to be another month. So that'll be like four four haircuts worth. Four haircuts worth that should have happened that uh, have not. So I'm just uh, just playing around with it, man. I'm letting it grow. I'm going to sit around with a, the... With a, Bunch of bandages on and some staples and my arm sling and uh just kind of let my hair go go crazy maybe even uh maybe maybe it'll be dreadlocked by the end of uh december possibly and um my plan is my goal is not the hair anymore i'm I'm done talking about the hair (laughs) my goal is i'm gonna be laid up for about a month or without work so my plan is, and I know you're going to say, that's a stupid plan, Brian, but taking it all the way back to the front of this thing where I was talking about starvation, is I'm, my plan is I'm going to do 30 days of fasting so my body can concentrate on healing my shoulder. And I know you're going to say, well, Brian, you might need some nutrition and some antioxidants and some vitamins. And you might want to eat some fruits and vegetables, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think I'll be all right. I may take a supplement, uh, multivitamin, just to try and get some of those vitamins. But I think my body is going to be able to produce whatever it needs to produce. And... Um, I'll take in some supplementation for stuff that it does not produce on its own. Uh, Especially, um, I might take a small amino acid because it's a building block of protein, which is muscle. But who knows? I may fast or a good portion of that healing process. And my goal is gonna be, over that month, my goal is gonna be to lose 20 pounds. That's my goal. So you heard it here first. I don't know what I weigh right now, so I can't tell I can't give you a starting weight, but I won't lie to you. If I didn't lose twenty pounds, I'll tell you straight up, I lost two. What do I care? <laughs> what do I gain what do I gain by lying to you? I gain nothing. So all right, well my dog keeps looking at me. She's been staring at me for the last fifteen or twenty minutes. I don't know why. Uh, My roommate came home. Maybe she wants to go down and talk to my roommate, but I'm getting off this thing because I'm tired of her staring at me and I really have nothing else to say. We're at 51 minutes and hope you enjoyed yourself. It's been a long time. Good talking to you guys again. And hopefully I got some shows, some guests coming up here shortly. If I don't, I don't. I don't mind talking by myself, really. But um, yeah, some interesting stuff may be coming up. Matthew Crispin, Mark DeShane, Chris Feinland, and whomever else I can get on here. All right, peace guys. Talk to you soon.